not working. What was that noise? I see something outside. Don't go out there! Prepare yourselves for a dark and twisted tale. Wanna play a game? How long can you survive? So, uh, was it just me, or were we both feeling a little foxy tonight? And by that I mean Megan Fox starring in Jennifer's body. <laughs> really? That's the best you got? You know, I'm, I'm put on the spot. I don't always write my intros unless it's like a pre-planned one. Alright, we just came out of the movie. Give me a break. Do better. I, you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, today we decided to do a lovely film review of the movie Jennifer's Body. Made way back in 2009. My god. Back when they were still using MySpace and flip phones. Oh my god. <laughs> well, iPhones were around back then, but primarily still flip phones. God, that dialogue, though. <laughs> it was literally sound like it was written by, <laughs> like, a 17-year-old. Or, like, a 30-year-old no. pretending to be, like, a 15-year-old. Yeah. Probably, like, a 30-year-old trying to pretend to be a 17-year-old because of freaking cliches. Like, was it getoverit.com? Yep. And you're so jello. You're, you're lime jello. <laughs> and you don't even know it. Like, did we really sound like that in high school? No, I don't think anyone actually talked like that. Like, I, what they were saying was just like, no, why the hell would you think? think that we would say this i know i i honestly feel like the writers were just having fun with it like what is because you know this is a horror comedy so like what is the most ridiculous dialogue we can come up with no i feel like they might have tried to get this as a very serious film Never mind, it's actually a comedy satire. <laughs> Just, uh, we have the Hulu screen <laughs> up right now, and I was like, literally, look at the screen. It says comedy right there. <laughs> Does that change your perspective on things? <laughs> I mean, yes and no. It still is, like, a 30, 40-year-old guy that's like, huh, how would a girl speak? How would a popular girl speak at this time? Like, do you not, like... Uh, also, spoilers for this movie. Even though it's been out for... 12 years? Yeah. <laughs> what was the, uh, the most shocking moment in this movie for you? I don't think there was really a shocking moment. Okay. Because I kind of just saw everything happen almost like it amanda seyfried's character says something along the lines of he was creepy like dark and tall like a tree that i saw when i was a kid and in my mind i'm thinking oh god please don't do like a quick little flashback to when she's a kid <laughs> Literally a few seconds later, a flashback to when she's a kid staring up at this 
skinny ass tree. Was it necessary for the movie? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> there were a lot of unnecessary things in this movie that just. Uh, yeah. Uh, God. It's so cliche about so many things and just. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think the most shocking moment for me was realizing Chris Pratt's in this movie. <laughs> I didn't realize he was in this movie. Like, I saw this movie when it first came out, but, like, you know, it's been 12 years since, so I, I barely remembered it. I just remember, like, certain parts. And just seeing Chris Pratt, I was like, oh, my God, he looks so young there. Did this happen at the same time as, like, Parks and Rec? And then I had to look it up. and I was like, oh, my God, it was. Same year. Oh, my God. First of all, for Chris Pratt, like, I feel like I knew before you did, especially when he came on screen and I'm like, is that Chris Pratt? Oh my God, that's totally fucking Chris Pratt. And then you're next to me like, is that Chris Pratt? Yeah. Well, the thing was, because this movie came out in 2009 and I thought he was already doing Parks and Rec at this point. I'm like, wait a minute. Andy was pretty chubby in Parks and Rec and he looked fairly fit in this movie. So that's why it threw me off for a minute. I was like, is that him? And I looked it up, and it is around the same time. But didn't he get more tubby as time went on in Parks and Rec? Yes. Like, he might have started a little skinnier-ish. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I know, mean, definitely I know not as ripped as he is in Guardians. Yeah, because in the final season, that's when he was getting, like, or, like, ready for Guardian, so he gets, like, super fit, and they make a joke about, um, how he just stopped drinking beer and he lost, like, 40 pounds or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Such a good show. Yeah, but just all of the cliche things, like, once I saw that both of them had BFF necklaces, because they're <laughs> biffs, I'm like, okay, they don't take those necklaces off, that's obviously going to be a key, Whirlpool, right in the beginning, when they're explaining things, like, you're going to see, A, where it leads to by At the some end. Point. As well as, you know, the murderers are going to throw something in there, whether it's the body itself or, like, the weapon, which they do. Well, we don't see her body getting thrown into the water, but we That's assume... That's because I don't think she... I don't think it does. I think they just leave her to die in the forest by the waterfall, and then... Well, there's the one shot where she is dripping water. It's on slow motion, and it wasn't, like, red. It wasn't, like, blood that was dripping. It was actual water dripping off of her. No, I thought that was blood. Well, she had blood on her, but you see water dripping. Unless it's, like, a bunch of sweat or something, but I don't think it was. Was that when she goes after the exchange kid? That was right when she's walking up to uh, Needy's house, and you just see that quick shot of her. It's like shooting the camera's down, and it's pointing up at her, and you just see her covered in blood, and you just see a bunch of water droplets kind of dripping off. But, like, the water's very clear. So that's why I assume oh, they threw her okay. in the water. They just didn't show it. Also, that would make sense why she turned into a succubus, because the whole ritual that the band performed to sacrifice Megan Fox's character... Was for them to become rich and famous. It was nothing about turning her into a monster. Right. But they also did it wrong because she wasn't actually a virgin. No, she was. That's why they made a big deal out of it. No, that's why the ritual went wrong. 
It literally said she hasn't been a virgin since middle school. Wait, who said that? I made it a needy. And uh, Megan Fox's character, when they had that little, like, talking in the bedroom. Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah, like, she was literally going over, like, what happened that night. Yeah, but I don't remember And her she's saying. like, oh, yeah, it went wrong because, like, what they didn't know is I hadn't been, I haven't been a virgin since middle school. Or, like, Amanda Seyfried's character, or Seyfried's character said something like that. Oh, well, I totally but, missed that then. Yeah, like, they say in the movie, like, both of them do say, like, She's a oh, virgin. yeah, I'm still a virgin. I'm still a virgin. She's still a virgin. But that's all faking to try and, like, get the band away from her. Gotcha. Yeah, I totally missed that. Yeah, that's why the ritual goes wrong, because she's not an actual virgin. Okay, that, I assume That's why the to... demon comes into her instead of... Or she becomes of... a demon. Yeah. A succubus. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they threw her in the water or not. They might have, they might not have, but I definitely knew that the Whirlpool was going to be part of it, as well as so many other things, just, ugh. Also, how messed up is that, that when she became a demon, she just started going after everything Needy talked about or liked? Like her boyfriend, the one guy that she thought was really cool in her class, and just like, just to kind of mess with her a little bit. I don't think it was really messing with her as much as... As she wanted her to herself. Well, that could have been. But also, I don't think it really, I don't think she was really trying to get back at Needy until she went after the boyfriend. Until after that bedroom scene where she was like, get out. Yeah. Because literally the foreign exchange student she preyed upon because he was supposed to be in the fire and nobody knew he was alive, so he was an easy target just coming home. Right. And what was it? The quarterback jock was easy because he was probably a little horny, distraught because his best friend just died in the fire, and he was alone. Right. And then Chip was just a manipulation. Yeah, but she didn't even go after him until... The end. Well, yes. But then there was that emo kid in Needy's uh, creative writing class or whatever. That Needy was literally like, no, like, you should probably go out with him. Like, he's super cool. And then she twisted and she's like, okay, easy meet, basically. Like, I think it was all just easy prey up until Chip. But Needy does make the line of, you could have anyone and you always kind of went after my people. Like, you all... You always went after my toys whenever I was playing with them. Like, that was that one line at the end. But I don't think that was a reference towards the three guys prior. I think it was more towards just Chip and how, like, they have a whole, like, winter, spring, fall formal or whatever. Right. And she literally could have just dragged any guy away and they would have willingly gone. So why go after him? That was a, I'm going to get back at you ploy because Needy had kicked her out of the house of before course. that. So I think Jip was the only, like, manipulative type of situation. That's fair. There's also so many unnecessary shots in this movie. Like, another one was 
Jennifer swimming in the lake naked. Like, they literally just wanted to get Megan Fox naked. Like, I know the whole thing is, oh, I'm washing the blood off myself because she just killed the jock kid. But I feel like at the end of the day, they were just really trying to over-sexualize Megan Fox in this as much as possible. Oh, 100%. Like, just in the clothes that she wears, her pants are, like, to her hips. And she always wears these, like, crop like jackets which I do remember and I think I actually owned one when I was younger but I always wore like a camisole under it because I never wanted to show my belly at all but she always wears something like that now the most important question about the movie what was the best death scene Ooh, I think it might have actually been the emo kid because that was so thought up by Megan Fox's character. Like, I knew right when he was driving down that, like, same house type of... All in construction, nothing's built properly. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, dude, like, first sign that this house is empty, there's a huge wooden bar across the door. He had to come in through, like, a window. (laughs) Which had a piece of the clear, like, construction plastic Mm -hmm. that you put down when you're, like, painting and stuff. Um, Like, it had that over the windows. What in the hell makes you think that she lives there? Like, are you that horny that you just don't care? I mean, he was giving me a dress, and I think at that point it's like, I'm not going to stand the person up. Yeah, no. I would have noped the F out of there at the first sign. Just nope. Um, but I agree but, with you. That that shot, though, when she is killing him, and you just see this the shadow on the wall from all the candle lighting and just, like, the tearing into his body, I, I think that was a really, really well done, like, death scene. As well as how it parallels Chip and Needy actually... Doing it for the first time. Well, I first believe. time that we see. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know if, whether or not she was technically I, a virgin in the movie. And I don't know if it's the first time or not, because he says a line that's like, oh, yeah, I went to Super Target and I got condoms again, which kind of makes me think that they've already done it. Right. But, but then he also makes the line during the sex scene, am I too big? Like, while she's having that weird psychic connection with Jennifer yeah. killing the emo kid. And it's a very awkward, not like a, okay, we're just going to get into it, like passion, all that stuff. It's a cliche, taking the clothes off before, being really awkward, being very shy a little bit. Like, yeah, just the parallels between Needy and Jennifer and those two scenes, as well as when Needy and Chip are doing it, she kind of starts freaking out because she sees blood on the ceiling as well as, like, the dead jock in the chair across the room. And Jennifer perched on the top of the chair like a... Gargoyle? Gargoyle, bird, something of that sort. Just Some predator. Ravenous. Really well done. Really, not creepy creepy, but creepy to an extent in this movie. 
Megan Fox actually did a really good job playing creepy in some of the scenes. Like, clearly not... She wasn't creepy the entire time, but there were some shots, like, when she first finds Needy after she gets, like, turned into the demon and she's almost about to eat her but doesn't because she's like, oh, I would never hurt you. Yeah, no. She, she ha- had, like, those dead stares that she did a really good job. It really did make it kind of creepy. Oh, talking about the stairs, though. You see in one flash when she is going towards that emo kid, um, her eyes, the pupils basically grow smaller and her eyes start to almost glow like silver. Yeah, it reminded me of like a snake eye, kind of. Yeah, which I really do like. Just that little flash is the only kind of like demoness kind of look that they give her. Yeah, I was really hoping we were going to see like wings pop out of her back. Like I know I've, I saw the movie years ago, but I couldn't remember most of it. And, and that scene where she's hovering, I was like, oh, because, you know, typically succubus have like, you know, the demon tail and the wings like in most mythology photos. True. And while she's hovering, that, that was actually kind of a funny line. Where she can fly? She's just hovering. It's not that impressive. God, why do you always undermine everything I do? (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. There's also that other one-liner where after Chip stabs her with the giant pull stick, and she she pulls it out super slowly. (laughs) Ow. 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 (laughs) And then, do you have a tampon? Because it seems like you might be plugging. I was just like, oh, my God, that dialogue. (laughs) Which I know they said that earlier in the movie, but I was just like, really? <laughs> That's the callback you, you went with? I forgot that they said that in the movie before. Yeah, I was like in one of the beginning scenes. Yeah, no, that's... Oh, God. <laughs> I wish we could redo this movie because I do like the aspect of, you know, a ritual sacrifice gone wrong. And a demon takes over the body instead of the body just dying. Well, I don't think that a demon took over. I just think she became a demon. Tomato, tomato. We don't really know. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, and I do like how the ritual was on, what do they call it? Like a waning moon? Waxing. A, wa- a waxing moon. Basically not a full moon. I do like that. Um, it adds a little bit of a twist. And I... I struggle with the twist of, like... When you're bitten or scratched by a demon, you get their powers. Yeah, they went all werewolf status on that one. Uh, yeah. Although, that ending scene was pretty great just because while the credits are rolling, you see the photos, a couple video clips of, like, the band that did the ritual... And how they're all successful now, have all this money, they're doing all these drugs and partying. And then you just get, like, the flashes of, like, the crime scene. And I I do think that's a pretty satisfying moment, and it was pretty well done to watch at the ending. Yeah, because those guys are, like, arrogant pricks. Except for that one guy. He tried to get out of it, apparently, but he did not. Yeah, but that very ending clip, picture, however you want to put it, of needy coming out mm-hmm. of that room after like oh, a the huge mob footage. after a huge mob goes in like how it just 
zeroes in on her eyes and they almost look snake-like. I like that. Yeah. They did a really good job with the ending, I think. That and it was super satisfying because the lead singer in the band, I'm blanking on the actor's name right now, but he did a generally charismatic creepy character because the scene did. that one scene in the beginning of the movie where he like enchants jennifer and like lures her back into the van and needy's trying to be like no don't go with them and they you know right before they do the sacrifice he had that one smile at like as the building behind him's burning down and everyone's dying not even just that but when he's in the building and it starts to catch fire and he sees like People dying around him, like, things falling. He just has that smile on his face. Like, he was very charismatic. Oh, yeah. But also, if that is his real voice, which I'm betting it kind of is. I don't think so. I'm sure they got someone else to sing that song. I don't think so. No? No, his, I should say his talking voice almost matched his singing voice. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, I think it was him, but... He is actually a good singer and reminded me of, like, Fall Out Boy, Maroon 5, like, all of those boy bands that we used to listen oh, to. Oh, yeah, well, like, 2009, I mean, I'm assuming the movie was made in probably, like, two, late 2007, 2008, then finished in 2009. But around that time, My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy, Paramore, all those were, like, super big. Either way, I think that if we stuck to what the movie was about and, like, key points of it, but just redid the dialogue, redid some of the casting, actually all the casting now that they're all older, and just put it in maybe more of a modern time, it would have been so much better. Right. Well, this movie knew that it was a comedic thing, which is why they purposely, I think, did that cheesy dialogue. Oh, God, but it was just too cheesy. Oh, yeah, no, you hear some of the lines, you're just like, oh, my oh. God. Where did they get their sources from? Just, <laughs> did they watch cheesy, like, rom-coms and stuff when... Basically. Uh, All right, now the final part, Tori. You know what's coming. Oh On a scale God. of 1 to 10, how would you rate the movie? I'm going to tell you mine first this time, because we always start with you. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. And reason really? being... What? Really? I am, because... I feel like the director and everyone knew that this was going to be a really ridiculous movie. They knew they were going to over-sexualize Megan Fox, and they gave it the cheesiest dialogue, but it had some genuine scares. There was a lot of plot points missing or that they didn't fill in that makes you kind of be like, well, why did this happen? Why did this happen? And there were a lot of unnecessary shots. But either way, I do think the movie is pretty funny to watch out of just pure ridiculousness. So that's why I give it a 6 out of 10. I'd give it like a five because I can't. And that's being generous of me knowing that, you know, it is supposed to be a comedy and they are trying to make fun of everything during that period. But I just cannot get over that dialogue. <laughs> that dress, too. Oh, like Needy's like prom dress. Like, Everyone's dressed like really nice and she basically has on her mom's 80 like 70s 80s prom dress with big poofy sleeves like it almost reminded me of my mom's wedding dress just very very pink. Oh they also had that one random scene <laughs> speaking of unnecessary scenes 
<laughs> just, oh, which one? Of Needy and Jennifer just making out on the bed. Like, that literally yeah. had nothing in it. There's no reason to be in that movie. I mean, it proves that she goes both ways. Oh, her life. <laughs> it is hinted at that their friendship is a little bit closer than best friends are supposed to be. Yeah, the one girl be. makes fun of her. And clearly there are points where Needy looks at Jennifer with a longing gaze, even though she has a boyfriend, like, and she doesn't think about it, like, she always jumps at the chance to go with Jennifer, to be with Jennifer and all of that That's stuff. That's very true. All right. I think on that note, it's time to uh, call it a day. Call it a night, actually. Yeah. If you guys wish to watch Jennifer's Body and make sure you have a glass of wine with you when you do it. Or five. <laughs> or five. It is currently on Hulu. So uh, check it out, guys. We will spook you next time. <laughs> See ya.